Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. And here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 18th of October, 2023. Flyers coming off their home opener. How about a 2-0 shutout win for the Philadelphia Flyers? The game-winning goal comes early in the game. It comes very early in the game from what I would probably deem as an unlikely source. Igor Zamula picks up the game-winning goal just a minute 45 into the game. That turns out to be your game winner. His first of the season, his first in the NHL, and one he will not forget. Made a really good play as well. The assists on the goal were Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton, but we got to give kind of a third assist on this goal to Nick Sealer for keeping the puck in the zone, keeping the play alive. Eventually, it gets back to Zamula who does a really good job. A lot of times defensemen panic with the puck a little bit, and what they'll do is they'll get the puck as the high point man and just want to kind of get rid of it, like it's going to explode like a grenade. But Zamula does a good job kind of straddling the line, going laterally across the blue line, not just firing that puck and having it blocked into a Canuck player's shin pads, but he eventually strings it out long enough where he can get a lane to the net. And he does something really important on the play. He fires the puck when he gets a layered screen, not from any one of his players. It comes from two players on the Canucks with the way they were aligned towards the net. The first was disguising the release of the shot. And the second made Thatcher Demko lose track of the sight line of the puck ends up in the back of the net, gives the Flyers a one nothing lead. So congrats to Yegor Zamula on his first NHL goal. He was ecstatic. It's one of those things, I'm sure, for professional hockey players. First, you want to make it to the NHL and establish yourself as a professional player. But to get that first goal, even as a defenseman, that's not going to be a point producer or goal-scoring defenseman like Zamula. Scoring in the NHL is a big deal. I remember a couple years back, I think it was in the shortened season when Sam Moran got his first NHL goal. I think his only NHL goal was against the New York Rangers and just how happy everyone was for Sam Moran with everything that he went through, picking up that goal, and just to get a goal in the NHL is something that no one can ever take away. And it's a big one for the Flyers. Like like I said, it turns into the game winner. Uh, just a minute 45 in. Then later in the first period at 17.23, Sean Couturier is hauled down, and he gets a rarity in today's NHL. It doesn't seem like a penalty shot is very rare anymore because we see so many shootout attempts. With the three-on-three ending in a tie, you go to the shootout. So you see a lot of players you know, displaying the, the shootout. But that's not a penalty shot. A penalty shot is called far less, obviously. And Sean Couturier gets his first penalty shot in the NHL. And he gets his first penalty shot goal in the NHL. His first goal, mind you, in the NHL since all the way back on December 10th of 2021. I think he played four games after that. The last game he played was December 18th. He had an assist in that game prior to missing all of last season, not playing a single professional hockey game in the calendar year of 2022. And he goes in on this play, kind of deliberately goes in, not not putting, not going real slow, but not with a ton of pace. And he comes in from his right side, and he's a left-hand shot, so stick in the middle of the ice, which I'm much more in favor of. I never understood why 
a right-handed shot would come in from the left side of the ice. I think it cuts it off. But Couturier, it gives him a lot of options. But he takes an option that I have not seen at the NHL level yet. He is still moving forward. His forward progress hasn't stopped. But he flips in his skating backwards. And I'm thinking, what the heck is he going to do here? I thought maybe he could confuse the referee to the referee thinking, is he still moving forward? Now he's skating backwards. He's basically shown the back of his legs and the back of his jersey to Thatcher Demko. But then he pulls it around real quick and gets a forehand shot off the bar and in just under the blocker, just over the pad of Thatcher Demko. And rings off the post and in, puts the Flyers up two to nothing. I was not expecting that move from Sean Couturier. He's a pretty, you know, textbook hockey player. Thinks the game really well. and all. He's not one of those guys with these six savvy hands and all that stuff like you see with a guy like Trevor Zegris or, you know, some of the younger players. He's a pretty straight line player. So it was pretty shocking to see Sean Couturier pull that move in that situation and get the goal, put the flyers up to nothing. Then in the second period, you know, you thought you'd get some pushback from the Vancouver Canucks in the second period. They're down to nothing in the game. They actually outpossessed the flyers in the first period. Shots are relatively equal through one period of play. And they're a two and O team. They beat Edmonton eight to one and five to three to start the year. But in the second period, you didn't get any pushback from Vancouver. The flyers just, kind of held their head underwater and never let them up for air. The Flyers outshot Vancouver in the second period, 23-2. to two. They, they didn't score any goals. Demko was, made some amazing saves in the period. And all of a sudden, you're going, holy cow, the Flyers have just taken over this game. Absolutely taken it over. And the weird part about it is that Vancouver, through two periods of play, had more possession time and offensive zone possession time than the Flyers. So how the heck do they outshoot them 23 to two in the second period? And to that point, 33 to 13 in the game. It's because when the Flyers were in the D zone, their structure was completely on point. They just kept the Canucks to the outside the entire time. They blocked a ton of shots. They never got to the middle of the ice to actually get pucks through on Carter Hart. So we end the second period with the game still two to nothing. Now you go into the third period. Hart's only seen 13 shots. He saw two shots in the second period. And it's a bit of a nerve wracking situation for a goaltender because you just went through a period where your team outshot them 23 to two. The score's the same. If they score one, they're within a goal. And you haven't touched the puck a whole heck of a lot. You don't feel connected to the game. So it's a big mental challenge for a goaltender. And I'm sure Carter was thinking about this. So he goes into the third period. And the Canucks in that period get 12 shots on goal, several high danger chances, and Carter stops them all. Stops them all. That shows you the mental growth of his game and the mental strength of his game because that is not an easy position for a goalie to be in. And he was excellent. He made a right pad save with about two and a half minutes left in the game on Vancouver, made several good saves, was, you know, beating the pass and on his feet, making saves, being in the right spot. Didn't have to make a ton of extravagant saves, although made a couple. So really solid performance for his sixth career shutout.
from Carter Hart. So you, you get a game where Igor Zamula scores his first. Sean Couturier scores on a penalty shot, and Carter Hart gets a shutout after seeing only two shots in the second period, but 12 in the third. So you'll take it. Now, this season is going to be a little you know, up and down and, and kind of this way, where you see the 4-2 win over Columbus. They looked really good. You see the 5-2 loss against Ottawa, and you're going, you're kind of scratching your head. And three power play goals against, and you're going, oh, no, what are we going to do here? And the Flyers had to kill some penalties on the game in the game last night and did a tremendous job. Sean, Sean Couturier, Cam Atkinson doing a good job killing penalties, and we saw the combination of Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton killing penalties as well. And Konechny drove a little bit of offense from – a penalty kill, and Scott Lawton had a glorious chance in the third period on Thatcher Demko going in all alone and totally faked him out, stretched him out, but somehow Demko was able to get his glove back to the left side, and Lawton filled it for him, and he made a great save to keep it 2 nothing at that time. So good win for the Flyers. It's one of those games where after two periods, you looked at it and said they've played really well. They've really limited the opposition and they've, they've structurally played a very sound hockey game. You don't want to see them mess it up in the third, because if they can finish this off, which they did with the 2 nothing win, then it could be one of those early season foundational blocks to the identity of your team and knowing what you have to do in tight games to win. And that's what it turns out to be. So that's a good, really good win for the Flyers. Look, the, the task coming up on Thursday – is going to be very difficult. Vancouver beat Edmonton in the first game of the season, eight to one. They belted them. They beat them in the second game in Edmonton, five to three. Edmonton played Nashville last night, played much better. But Edmonton's a really good high-flying team, as we know with McDavid and Dreisaitl and the offensive weapons they have. They struggled defensively. That's not, that's not going to be their hallmark. So it's going to be a much different challenge coming up on Thursday against the Edmonton Oilers than it was last night against the Vancouver Canucks. Although I think the Canucks end up being a good team this year. I really do. And I'm sure Rick Tockett read his team the riot act after two periods of play and only two shots in the second period. I think they'll end up being a team that battles in the West for a playoff spot. But the team on Thursday is a team that is definitely, I think, ticketed for the playoffs. Some people have picked the Edmonton Oilers to go to the cup. I'm not one of them because I don't believe in the defensive play structure and goaltending. But they are a team, obviously, that can that play very well. You know, Vancouver came into that game last night, too, second in the NHL. Small sample size in on the power play. Elias Pettersson had, I think, five of his six points on the power play. Flyers really, really controlled Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes in the game, and JT Miller. Matter of fact, in the first period, Nick Delarier absolutely obliterated, blew up Elias Pettersson right in front of the Flyers bench. And one of the problems with the Canucks that I saw in that was that Elias Pettersson got blown up and nobody stepped up to defend him at all. That could be an issue. That's one of those guys that if you're on the Vancouver Canucks, you don't touch him. We got to have some toughness that says you don't do that to Elias Pettersson. That didn't happen. That's a little worrisome. I'm sure Rick Tockett looks at that and is going, I really would have preferred somebody jump in there right away and challenge Nick Delarier and made it clear that that's not acceptable against our team. But that didn't happen. Players got a police. Rick Tockett can't go out there and police it. But after the game, 
I had a chance to catch up with a guy that I think has just been on it in every game. Even the loss against Ottawa, I thought he played really well. He just seems like he's on his game in all facets. And he's producing, ends up with an assist last night. Here's my conversation post-game with Flyers winger Travis Connect. One word, Travis Connect, you post-game. Um, Two-nothing game. You guys dominated the second period. They pushed back in the third. You knew they were going to do that. Yeah. How were you able to hang on? I mean, it was just uh, a matter of just sticking to what we've been working on, you know. Um, we, we had talked in between periods. They were going to be coming at us pretty hard after we, we dialed it in. So, um, you know, just make sure we played the right way. Um, talk about, you know, getting a goal in the first period on a shoot or not shootout, but a penalty shot from Sean Couture. Like that moment, you've played with Coots before. Yeah. To get him back, you talked about having him back. But to see him and pull that move where he's going backwards, like I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, yeah, we, we've been seeing that in uh, – during the preseason skates and throughout camp, we knew it was coming. Wow. It was pretty impressive. And he ends up off the bar and in um, talk about the goaltending performance you got tonight. Cause you lean on Carter at times and get to lean on him in the first period of this oh, yeah. game too. Yeah. But just to get that solid back there means everything. Yeah. Hartsey, you know, he he's been solid throughout all these games we've been playing. It's just a matter of us giving him a chance. And um, you know, he did it again tonight. We're, we're just, uh, we're so fortunate to have a goalie like that behind us, and it just gives us all the trust that, you know, as long as we do the right things, he's going to keep us in games. TK, you seem like you're all over the puck. And on that penalty kill in the first period, that was a really important moment in the game for you to create something when perceivably you're supposed to be defending. But do you just feel like your game is really sharp really early this year? I don't know. I'm just trying to, like last year, just kind of put my head down, go to work, and, um, you know, two points is what we're after every night, and as long as everyone's on the same page and, you know, we just continue to believe in ourselves, we'll do good. How do you build on this for Thursday when you have to deal with McDavid and Dreisaitl and the Edmonton Oilers? I know they're off to a yeah. tough start. Nah, same approach. Same approach is come in and play our game, and, uh, you know, obviously we got to keep an eye because uh, they bring a lot of skill, a lot of speed, but just, uh, you know, worry about ourselves. Go enjoy the first one in the new locker. Thank you. Thanks to TK for taking the time post-game to join us uh, on this episode of Flyers Daily. Always great to catch up with him. One of the big storylines last night was obviously the fact that Morgan Frost was scratched from the game, that Bobby Brink and Tyson Forster were in. That sends a, a big message from the coaching staff to the players that no matter who you are, Morgan Frost signed a contract extension in the offseason, two-year deal. No matter who you are, if you're not playing up to where the coaching staff thinks you should be playing to, then you're going to be susceptible. And there's these young guys with Brink and Forster and other young guys that are sitting there looking for opportunity. So if you're not playing well enough, hard enough, doing the right things, then John Tortorella will make that tough decision and put a young guy in there. Now, Frost is a young guy too, but look, that the home opener, that's, that's a big deal that he was healthy scratched in that game. So that's a shot, and that's a message not to just Morgan Frost. That's a message to every single one of those players that puts on that uniform. So we'll see how that storyline develops going forward as well. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Flyers Daily is now also on YouTube. So you get to watch me do the podcast. Sometimes it'll be more fun to watch. Like you got to watch Travis connecting him. He talked to TK off the ice post game, but uh, sometimes it, it'll be me kind of just talking to you guys like this. So everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Flyers Daily is presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. 
And also, the Flyers are teaming up this season with Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine Assist. Now, for every Flyers assist this season, there was two of them tonight, no assist on the Couturier um, penalty shot goal, Penn Medicine and the Flyers will be donating 30 pounds of food to local communities in need. So, great stuff there as well. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a Thursday edition. We'll preview Flyers-Oilers of Flyers Daily.